media at SAFM. It's just just gone eight minutes past ten, and we are going to do our profile interview for this evening. And we're profiling Sunday World editor Abdul Malazi, as well as the newly revamped paper itself. Sunday World is a tabloid format newspaper published by the Times Media Group, and it focuses on infotainment, celebrities, sport, gossip, lifestyle, fashion, beauty, health, motoring, and money. And at the helm is the charismatic and dynamic Abdul Malazi, who also happens to be a multi-award-winning poet, inspirational speaker, author, and artist. He's been the deputy editor of G2 Magazine, senior editor at Financial Mail, trade and industry um, editor at Business Day, associate at editor at Sunday Times, deputy editor of Times Live, and deputy editor of The Witness. And it's lovely, lovely to have you in our Johannesburg studios. Hi, Abdul. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? It's a beautiful Sunday morning, eh? It's a lovely, lovely Sunday morning here in Cape Town as well. Yes. I think it's time to drop your top. (laughs) But, I mean, uh, the car. Yes, I I understood that. (laughs) All right, Abdul, I believe uh, the paper's gone through a bit of a revamp. Uh, Can you give us a bit of history and what people should expect from the new Sunday World? Oh, what uh, we're looking at uh, now, I don't know, it's a funky, vibey paper that's uh, for the up and uh, coming. Uh, I think uh, when you're looking at young South Africans who love life and who want to be hip and happening and love the high life, basically. And uh, that's what we cater for. And those are the people who want to read about celebrity lives, because celebrity seems to, or they seem to live the life they desire. But it's more than that, not just um, celebrity life. What we do, we capture their lifestyle and their aspirations. So you'll find a little bit of travel, a uh, little bit of um, uh, food information and what's coming up, what the chefs are doing, um, and where to eat, where to hang out, uh, uh, like in a, especially. And we'd look at cars, technology, and, of course, gossip. People mm-hmm. love that on a Sunday. <laughs> but right now we, we, we're turning it into funky because it, it went in, into a bit of a slump. Um, where I think it lost its direction and it became more serious, almost like a general news newspaper. Mm. And then that, uh, that, that's what we're doing now, taking it back to its business DNA, which is tabloid, uh, 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 pop culture tabloid. Actually. Okay. Mm. I was going to say, I mean, we use the word tabloid. Uh, is, you've, you've used it as well to describe the paper. Is there a stigma attached to that, or is there? Uh, are you finding young people are embracing that and actually wanting uh, more of a, tablo- a tabloid-formatted uh, newspaper? Oh, yeah. Uh, young yeah. people love uh, tabloid. Uh, when I say tabloid, tabloid in, in shape, I think it's just a practical um, element of it than a broadsheet which you can't read when you're sitting down uh, at a park or in your car. Mm-hmm. So, But in terms of content, youngsters are more into tabloid than anything because they find broadsheet boring for them. And also it doesn't carry the information um, they want in their lives. Fine, they do uh, look at current events, but they just want snippets, like you know, um, what's happening in, in Gaza, for instance, or um, accidents, and all, but they don't want to be what, depressed. I think that's, that's what young South Africans want. They want um, uplifting information, fun information, and of course, 
gossip about the people they idolize. Mm, absolutely. So we're wanting smaller and smaller chunks of information, especially about the serious stuff, um, and specifically online, when you think about the kind of little bits and pieces we get um, mm. On, on various online platforms. So the papers kind of mimic that. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. that, that, that's the direction we're taking because people are busy. You can look at your own life. When you wake up in the morning, going to the studio, you just want a quick, like, okay, what's happening today and before I get to the studio? And then you don't want a huge chunk of information where you have to sift through to find what you want. Summaries. So mm. online is directing us. I think... You guys started it on radio because uh, radio has been doing that before online. It's like short, sharp, to the point. You know what's happening uh, within, like what, a, a bulletin of like less than two minutes. Yes. Good hmm. point, actually. I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you guys have we been doing it you. all the time. Exactly. You were doing it all the time. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, the online world, has it affected print in terms of your readership? Um, it hasn't, but... Um, I think it will in the long run um, because when you're looking at the generation now that consume their news um, on, uh, on, on their uh, uh, devices, their mobile devices, um, they won't go looking for uh, 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 sorry, a, 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 a paper, a newspaper, because all they do, you take out your phone, your smartphone, and you go through, oh, okay, this is what's happening in Josie, this is what's happening in Durban, this is what's happening, uh, this is what's happening in Cape Town, and then you look for your own particular information. Now, if you're into entertainment, then you check, okay, what's Kim Kardashian and Kanye West doing, and then what's... Uh, uh, Kim Winter doing, <laughs> see, oh, and then, <laughs> and then, and then that's it. And then they go on uh, like uh, with, with, with their lives. Yes. Um, so now, when you're looking at that generation, then how many newspapers you think will be selling then? But we are moving towards that. I think every media house is doing that now. So where we don't look at online as a nice to have but as an essential part of our news packaging. Because then as the readers change uh, in, 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 in what format and also where, what platform they, they, they'd like to, op- to consume their news will be there. So we won't be left behind and say, oh, now we've got to move to online because papers are not selling anymore. So mm. we've got to look at ourselves as selling content, but not as a print uh, business. I think that that's where our mindset has got to move. Okay. Yes. And, and that's kind of changing. I mean, that's a sort of different kind of business altogether. So you're going through that transformation as mm-hmm. such. Okay. Yes, because uh, I think uh, before uh, people were just fascinated with newspaper, the physical copy. Mm. But if you look at it, what we were selling or we have been selling all along is content. It's not actually the physical paper. We're selling content that's in the physical paper. So then you just change packaging. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that, that's what we're doing. We're well. changing the packaging so that when consumers of the physical paper, well, die off, <laughs> then they, uh, we'll be able to cater for the new ones. Yes. Yes. Well, this, this young generation of, of people wanting to gain access to you know, the life of the celebrity, to gossip and infotainment, why do you think it's important to cater for that uh, specific need here in South Africa? What do you think that will do for our young people? I think um, we come from a, a very painful past. And I think the, 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 the young generation do not want to carry 
the baggage where the baggage where they saying okay no uh, politics these politics that they are aware of what's happening politically but they want to live their lives they want to do better than their parents they want to achieve things and when they look at celebrities it's more like i'd like to live that life it's an aspirational thing so and then also as i said we give them that plus other lifestyle elements uh, as like, like travel and then also a little bit of on careers and also when we feature celebrities uh, we've got uh, a, a standing uh, uh, sorry profile that we call up close and personal mm. that is meant to give uh, the young people an insight into the life and career of whoever we feature at the time, be it a soapy actress or a mayor of Bulukwan as we did the Sunday. So the new mayor has been there a couple of months now and she's dynamic and we went and sat down with her and said, okay, tell us where do you come from and where are you going and what are you going to do mm. with, with Bulukwan. So we do that and we vary those profiles so that youngsters would look at Kim and say, hey, I'd like to be uh, on, on on radio one day because I love what Kim what Kim is doing and also I think you know I, I share something in common with her. Mm. So this this lifestyle and celebrity focus is it a little bit different to to what you've worked on before in terms of the media world and and are you enjoying it? Oh yeah, no, I'm having loads of fun and I never Sounds thought like I it. would. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I never thought I would because I've always been. Uh, See, a serious journalist, inverted commas, if you, you may, because mm. I've been mostly a financial journalist and then uh, I was a labor journalist for um, three years as well. And then when I got to GQ, I think that's when I got the love for lifestyle. Because when I moved to GQ, people were saying, GQ, why are you going to magazines? That's fluff. You're going to write about clothes and whatever. Mm. So I said, hey, to me, I'm open to exploration because uh, I, I do not like stagnating. I like trying out new things. If I don't like them, I dump them and move, I move on. Mm. So and GQ, that's when I thought, hey, I love this. Uh, so and my uh, highlight was uh, attending uh, my first uh, bikini shoot. <laughs> <laughs> of course and, it was And I had to, to, to rub oil on the models Oh, shame <laughs> Well, Well, there you go uh, so, so, I mean, taking it back and, and on a personal sort of note Were you always wanting to be a journalist? Were you always intrigued by the world of, of media and, and newspapers? I actually wanted to be an author from the age of 10 I used to, I used to read a lot Um Sadly, now I don't read as much, but I still do read. I used to consume, at 13, I used to consume about three novels a month. Wow. And uh, anything, basically, from crime fiction to romance. All those little Mills and Boom <laughs> novels I used to read. And I even read Barbara Cartland, and people laugh at me when I say that. Like, How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Barbara Cartland. So I used to love reading. And then I decided then, I am going to be an author. I'm going to write books and entertain people. Um, help them escape into a fantasy world so that they forget about their, 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 their daily problems just for a while, even mm -hmm. if it's for an hour or 30 minutes. So that's how I got into journalism. Based when I asked my English teacher, okay, where do authors go to study? So 
she said, well, there's no school for authors, but you can either go into journalism or PR. So I asked, where do you do the most writing? She said, journalism. So I said, that's where I'm going. And the rest, as they say, is history. It's history. <laughs> yes. So, um, I mean, when you were reading three books a month as a 13-year-old, you obviously had a, a love for reading. How do you think in South Africa we can foster or instill a love of reading in our children? Um, I'm happy that now we have digital uh, novels mm. because I think that encourages the youngsters to read because some just feel mm, carrying a book around. It's just too much. It's cumbersome. So then now I think what we, we, we need to do, we need to then uh, write, I think as South Africans, find their books written all over the world, but I, I think we need to get more people writing in South Africa and writing our stories fun and not fine. We can do the heavy ones um, where we talk about hardships and this and that, but we need to write more inspirational stories. Because when you look at the... Uh, remember your fairy tale stories when you were at school? Yes. When, it's, when you go back to them now, there's always a lesson, but it's given... In, not in a condescending way, in a fun way that even, what, a 10-year-old can understand. Mm. And, but when you grow up, then you get it. Then like, oh, that's the lesson. Click. Yes. <laughs> so I think we need to uh, encourage more people, more South Africans, to write. Mm. Yes. And then the, the youngsters, then uh, I think, will consume that. We, we started the, the show today talking about um, women in the media, coverage of women in the media and representation mm -hmm. of women in the media. And it is a little bit more of maybe what you'd call a sort of a heavier kind of subject. But, but what's, your, what's your opinion when you see, you, you know, Sunday World and how women are being represented there? What's your opinion? Are we, are we doing well in South Africa representing women the way we should, we should be? What's the work, do you, do you I, I, think? I think we've made some strides. But we need to improve. I think more can still be done. Because remember, we need to still fight the stereotype um, where women are seen as extras. So when, uh, when people say the majority, then they're talking about men. And then, oh, women need to be catered for specially and the disabled. You see, that I think we need to get out of that yes. mindset and see women as just people. So it's not only men or people, but it's like we are all people and men are, uh, and women are as capable as men to do anything they want. So then I think you'll see the type of stories about women change because right now it's like, oh, either a woman, something has happened to a woman and then those are the stories that dominate, like you know, a woman has been raped or a woman has lost a child. A yes. woman has so then you think, is that all that women are about, what about everything that women do but as people? But don't look at them, like look at women. I think it's the same thing that was happening with black and white. So it's like, oh, look at blacks in isolation. Look at whites in isolation. Mm -hmm. Now we need to look at people as people. Like, there you, like you sitting here right now, who says that uh, a woman shouldn't be on radio? Absolutely. See, because before also it was it was just men like you know, oh presenter it's a man it's that and then a few women you can count one two three in those stations, but that has changed. I'm to me I'm happy and I'm optimistic uh, optimistic about the future of the country because of that. I think we can push ourselves instead of 
trying to mimic the world and say, oh no, even in the rest of the world, women are still, it's about 25%. But why should we be counting numbers? Let's do what comes naturally. Mm. Yes. On that note, what is your vision for the paper going forward? Um, Sunday World uh, was a leader in 2006. I took it up there. So this time around, we're taking it higher, and it's going to be the best pop culture tabloid in the country. Fun. Or maybe in Southern Africa. Think big, yes. I'd say. Well, yeah. As <laughs> South Africans, we need to believe in that. Think big, and we, like, we aim not for, for the stars. Let's shoot beyond the stars and see what's behind there so we can come back and tell people. Thank you so much for your time, Abdul. It's been fabulous having you on. You're welcome. It's been been fabulous talking to you, and I hope you write a book soon. eh? Uh, (laughs) Well, there you go. I'll have to. That's a challenge. (laughs) That's a challenge. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Keep well. Okay, you too. That was the Sunday World editor, Abdul Malazi, and you can find more about Sunday World online, which is sundayworld.co.za. That's sundayworld.co.za.